Welcome to episode six of the Print on Demand Playbook podcast. Today, we are talking about how to start a profitable print on demand business in 2023. So we're going to discuss eight essential steps to starting a profitable business. And we're actually going to take deep dives on all of these. There are a ton of suggestions in here. So I highly recommend listening to the whole thing. I'm sure there's going to be some value in here that you've never heard of before. So stick with us here and we hope you guys love it. What's up, everybody? Hey, Adrian, how are you, man? Dude, I am doing so good. We are recording episode number six right now, which is so crazy. Can you believe um, it? We already got six episodes. It's six episodes and this has just been so much fun. I feel like really we're is. just having like a casual conversation about something that we're both really passionate about. And I really, really, truly hope that we get positive listener feedback. I hope people are like find this interesting and that they're getting value out of this because like we'll keep it coming. If, if, if people want it, we will keep it coming. This is something that we talk about together, whether we've been recorded on podcasts or not. So it's I, keep, I feel like fun. we keep, I feel like we keep finding ourselves in between recording episodes, talking about these cool things. Totally. And, and, and we're like, and then I keep being like, why are we not recording this? Like, cause this is totally. just like, we, we live and breathe, you know, this online business stuff. And uh, I'm also really enjoying it because this, this is really the first of my own like podcast that I've ever done. Like I've done a dabbled in a few things, but like, it's really fun having a, a, a co-host here and like us being able to just like talk for an hour is a lot of fun. And I, I really hope that it's bringing a lot of value to people. And, and I would, I would add to what you just said. I actually, I would just make an ask of you. If you're listening to this right now on, you know, Apple or Spotify, or you're watching this on one of our YouTube channels, like please leave us a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, just let us know if you're enjoying this, if if you if you're getting value out of it. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, like please leave us a review. It just takes a second, but it's gonna help us grow this thing. We want to yeah. keep doing it, but yeah, you know, we, so we much fun. yeah, we 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 hope that people love it as much as we're loving recording it. Yeah, sure. and if people also if they have like suggestions for future episodes, if they have questions that they would like us to discuss in an episode totally cool like we're absolutely open to it let us know in the reviews be like oh i'd love for you to talk more about this or i'd love you for you to talk a bit more about that and if we think that it'll be relevant to a lot of listeners which it probably will if someone listening to us thinks that then we could totally turn that in an episode maybe we'll do future q a episodes or like faq episodes where we like the most frequently asked questions that we get as coaches um, where we just answer those for people because we know that like you probably noticed Carrie, like 90% of people probably ask you the same, like 10% of questions. You know what I mean? It's like, which is okay. It has, it's, which is it's totally hard. cool. Like more than happy to answer them, but it's, it's kind of like, if we know a lot of people want to know something, we might as well just answer it on this. And I'm sure there were lots of people that didn't reach out and let us know that they wanted to know, but did, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's so many places this could go. It's super fun. And, um, yeah, it's just so awesome. Like putting value out there, like it's fun. It's like, 
it's, it's just, yeah, it's really cool. I think we're both clearly very passionate about this yeah. and we can nerd out about this like all day, every day. So, <laughs> and I would also put out there that, uh, you know, one thing we're also excited about is we are starting a kind of a higher level coaching program for online apparel sellers. And that's coming up very soon. Like definitely, you know, stay tuned for more details on that. But we're launching a coaching program. It's going to be very unique in that, you know, we've talked about like, I don't think there's anything out there like it. Like we're really aiming to create a program that is like second to none. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very excited. If you're somebody, really, if you're somebody who has an online apparel business, you have a store already, even if, you know, even if you recently opened it, maybe you're just getting in your first sales. Like this is a little bit higher level. It's not just like the super beginner type program. Like this is going to be a higher level where we're going to be helping you like achieve, you know, a six figure business. That's really the goal um, of, of the programs. Like we want to help people get to that six figure mark. Cause there's, I think there's a lot of life change, uh, and, and a lot of impact you can make in your family, your finances, your dreams, your goals, uh, at that six figure mark, um, in, in revenue, I should say, yeah. uh, there's, there's a lot of change you can start to make in your life. So that's a little bit about that. I don't want to talk about it too much, but feel free to add anything if you want, Adrian, if you're, if you want to say anything about it. Um, I won't say much more than you already said, but I said too much already. I love that you mentioned that it's going to be super unique and like nothing we've ever seen before. That's why we thought like, let's do this. Like no one's yeah. doing this. And it seems like this could help a lot of people. Um, like the one word I'll use is it's going to be kind of like, like an accelerator. Yeah. Um, so I won't say much more than that, but um, we're super pumped about it. Uh, we've already hashed out a lot of the details and now we're just kind of like working behind the scenes. So if you're on Carrie's email list or if you're on my email list, you're going to be notified about it. So if you're not on any of our lists, I mean, we're going to mention it here, but you should also get on our list because why not? We're always dropping like value adding like emails. So definitely. Uh, um, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> all right. Well, let's dive into today's content, which is Go. how to start a profitable print on demand business in 2023. And I think we're going to take you through eight steps today yeah. uh, to do that. But yeah. I know you've got some stuff here to talk about at the beginning. Yeah. You know, I think we start by just talking about, hey, here's some things you don't need. We're going to talk about a lot of things yeah. you do need. Yeah. Let's talk about some things you don't need to get started in this business. Yeah. And, and the reason why I think that this is so important, and I wanted to preface what we're going to say with the things you don't need is because... There are so many people out there that are absolutely capable and absolutely have what it takes to do this, but there's just like, you know, like maybe they're scared or there's those self-limiting beliefs or for some reason they're, they're not taking action. And I feel like it's so easy to come up with reasons. Like you can always come up with reasons not to take action there. And they're legitimate reasons a lot of the time, Yeah, but like, what I want to do is I want to break down the barriers. Like if you were, you know, if you were 12 or if you're 70, you could actually do this. Like you could absolutely do this. And so I just want to talk about a couple of things that you do not need. And I won't go into too much detail about them, but I just want to lay this out because if these are things that have been holding you back, like you do not need to let these things hold you back anymore. There are so many people that we've be seen become successful that didn't have these things when they started out, including myself. So 
there's four things I want to talk about, and I'm just going to list them out. First, you do not need a bunch of money. We always talk about it, but print on demand is low cost, low risk, the fastest way to start an online teacher business. So you do not need a bunch of money. You only pay when you make a sale with print on demand. Secondly, you do not need to be techie. I am not techie. I have never been techie. Maybe I'll never be techie. Um, I can vouch for that, Adrian. I can vouch yeah. that you're not a techie person. There you go. There you go. Right there. <laughs> but it's it's true. I'm just not a very techie person, yet somehow I've been able to create two successful online t-shirt businesses. And it's not because I'm anything special. I'm not a genius. I'm not a marketing genius. I'm not a guru. I don't have any secret sauce or any magic. Like, they're, like if I can do this, I feel like truly anyone can do this. Um, so you do not have to be techie. Third, is you do not have to be creative. And this is kind of contrary to popular belief. Someone's going to be like, oh, wait, 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 what? Like you can start an online t-shirt business or apparel business without being creative? Yes, because the people, and, and I actually feel like it, maybe, maybe this is a bit controversial, but I actually feel like being creative can work against you in a lot of situations because what I do see is very talented, creative people like artists come and oh. want to start a print on demand business. And they're like, oh, I just want to put my art on shirts and sell them. And I'm like, like that's going to be a lot harder than like niching down to like Corgi lovers and targeting Corgi lovers with shirts that Corgi lovers would love. You know what I mean? Um, Bro, whereas, these last few episodes, you're just on a Corgi kick. I know, man. And like, I don't on? even know any Corgis. Like I, I don't just, even like, you mentioned the last in the last episode, you were like, I don't even know what a corgi looks like or something along those lines. I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, you sure well, you sure like seem to love them. Kind of long, but no, Maybe I, you I should gotta go buy a, a corgi. Like I gotta come up with another example or get a corgi, and then I can just be like, oh, I talk about it because I have one. Yeah, but there you go. But like, I do think creativity. I'm not saying creative people should not do this because they absolutely should and they can and like. But what I'm saying is a lot of the designs, a lot of design concepts that we come up with are done through research. It is not like original stuff. We are looking at stuff that's trending and going viral. And we are taking that and finding ways to create designs out of it. So like there is really no creativity. Plus a lot of our bestsellers and a lot of other t-shirt brands bestsellers are purely text-based. There's no art involved in that. Um, I know a seven-figure brand that only has text-based designs. They don't have a single non-text-based design. Like you can do that. You can absolutely do that. So that's why I say you do not need to be creative. You are cool. If you're not, that's cool too. And then number four, you do not need to have a big social media following. And I feel like this one, a lot of people like feel like, oh, like I, I have zero followers. Every brand on social media started at zero followers. Ooh. Every single one even like the biggest ones out there. And there are so many ways to you're grow bombs your social on people. Media. You're What's dropping that? bombs on people. <laughs> oh man. There, there are so many ways to grow your social media following both paid and organic or free. I should say both paid and free Instagram reels, TikTok. There's like reaching out to people, joining communities, strategic follow for follow. There's so many ways that you can grow your social media following very, very quickly. I mean, you look at some of these TikTok brands that went like viral, it seems like overnight and they went from zero to whatever because TikTok, a lot of people don't know this, is a content-based algorithm. They don't care about your following. 
All they care about is your content. If people are resonating with your content, if people are liking your content, they're going to show it to more people on their for you pages. And that's going to get you a ton of followers. You could, you could shoot way past a brand that's been around for five years. that has a million people on Instagram. TikTok doesn't care. Instagram is a social-based algorithm. They do care about more about that stuff. TikTok does not. So there are just so many ways that you can grow without a big social media following. So I just wanted to preface that with think, everything with that. I think we can just end the episode right there and uh, <laughs> just drop the mic. Adrian, just drop the mic because you just you just dropped the bombs on people right there. There you go. <laughs> oh, the mic. So uh, much fun. I get so passionate. I, I feel like I get really dialed in and then I just go. Like I go off on these rants and hopefully people, you know, appreciate them. But um, I appreciate it. Well, good. I'm glad one person. I have I have a, a sample size of one. So. One fan. That's all you need is one fan. Um, <laughs> one you know, fan. I don't have much to add to that. I think everything you said there was was really solid. I think that, you know, one thing I was thinking about is just like, and I I don't want to ruffle. Maybe I do want to ruffle some feathers, but like, to me, when I look at this list that you just went through of things you don't need, a lot of these things just become excuses, right? Like totally. we we try to make excuses for why it's not going to work, yeah. you know? And I just want to challenge everybody who's listening to like eliminate the excuses. Like if you're yeah. out there and you're like, I can't start a business because I don't have any money. Yeah. No, like eliminate the excuse, like get scrappy, figure it out. Right. Like, well, right. I'm not, I'm just not techie. Like I don't know how to work computers or code or all these things. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to be techie. Like, no. There, go find the information, take, find the tutorials, like follow the directions, read the blogs, you know, take the courses. Like, uh, you can do it. You, you don't, you know, oh, I'm just not creative. How can I have an apparel brand or a t-shirt brand if I'm not creative? Like these are excuses. And so, right. you know, again, I'm sorry if that ruffles some feathers, but it is what it is. And I believe I I'm on board with what you said that like, you don't need any of these things to get started. And we have seen so many success story after success story, of yep. people who have started with none of this stuff. And I think both of us, in fact, as you mentioned, we both started with probably none of this as well. I know I started with like no Dude, money. Same, <laughs> uh, same. Yeah. Like I, I was, didn't have any I was social unemployed. Media I was fun employed when I started, I me, quit me my job and I had like no plan, which I do not recommend, but um, it worked out for me because, you know, when your back up is when your back is up against the wall, you'll fight for your life. But yeah, and you could you could say that's an advantage for people, you know. Right. And, and that's I would challenge you to flip your flip your thinking. If you're in this situation where you say I don't have any of these things, that's an advantage because that's gonna right. that's gonna propel you to take action because you must make it work. And right. and and totally. so you know, yeah. I I just remember not to get too far off base here, but I remember when I first started and my mentor was telling me to run Facebook ads to promote my t-shirts and I was doing $5 a day. And I remember thinking, Same. I remember thinking <laughs> if I do $5 a day, that's like a hundred and you know, $30 a month or something. However, the math is it's like $135 a month. I was like, that's so much money. That's like as, almost as much as my car payment. Like there's no way mm-hmm. I can afford to pay 130 something dollars a month for Facebook ads. Right. Like, right that's how little money I had to like try to try to, you know, figure this thing out. So anyways, totally. No, I, I think we were, we were in a similar position when we both started. So yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's dive in cool. eight let's steps 
to start a profitable print on demand business in 2023? All right. Why don't, why don't I kick off number one? And we actually just did an entire episode on this. So So go back and listen to episode five. Yes. So highly recommend listening to episode five. I don't want to regurgitate everything we said. Let's summarize it, but choosing a niche. I mean, it is just so, so, so important. And you probably hear it from every coach, every trainer out there, how important it is. There's a reason why they're saying that because the people that they see having success are niche down. Like I said in the last episode, like, you know, people are always saying like, oh, the t-shirt market's so saturated. Yes. If you are, if you are competing against every single other t-shirt brand in the world, yes, it's very saturated. However, it is not saturated when you niche down. There are so many opportunities to be the king or queen of a niche, and you don't even have to do that much work. Um, and that is where what was it? What was the saying that we came up with in the last podcast? Passion, passion equals, equals profits, profits, baby. Yeah. So if you can find a passionate niche. And you can become like the brand in that niche, man, you can see so much success. And it is going to be so much easier, contrary to popular belief, than targeting everybody. That is a huge mistake. I never recommend it. And I always recommend niching down. Um, why don't we why don't we briefly talk about what a niche is again? We'll just briefly define a niche. So a niche well, is just a oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, the, oh. the definition you had was great. It's like a specific, uh, you know, subset of the population. It's it, it's a it's it's just like a group of the general population with specific interests. That's essentially what it is. Um, the exact definition that I used was um, a a specific segment of the population that has its own unique needs, preferences, or identity. And that's that's really what it is. It's just finding people that identify together over something that makes them different from other people. And there are so many there are so many different niches. And, and these are just some broad categories. There's pets. There's hobbies. There's activism. There's careers. There's sports. The list just goes on and on. Um, so what we always recommend first. One of the biggest mistakes I ever see is people from people, and I see it all the time, is them going way too broad out of the gate. And it's just kind of a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. So 100%. I think the first thing you should do is choose a niche and stick to it. You can always pivot. You can always expand out once you've kind of like, you know, stuck your flag in the ground and and you dominate that niche. You can try other things. You can experiment. You can do all sorts of things. But for starters... You're going to, it's going to be much easier for you to see success when you choose a niche and you create all of your products for, for a very specific target audience. Anything you want to add, add to that, Carrie? You, you nailed it. Just pick, just pick <laughs> a niche. I say niche. Adrian says niche, but just, just, <laughs> just pick a niche, stick to it and stay, see it through. Um, it's just, it's super important. It differentiates you, uh, you know, from the masses the further we, we like to like, we like to encourage you to niche down as far as you can, like, uh, just put your unique spin on that thing, right? Like you are you and you are unique because you are you. And so, you know, even though a niche may feel saturated, like you come in as your own unique person and own unique spin on that. 
um, and people will be attracted to that. And I, 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 the only thing I wanted to add earlier was that you said, you know, people say t-shirts are saturated and we, we encourage you to sell all kinds of different products with print on demand and everything. Like right. we're not just right. telling you to sell t-shirts, but like, totally. I always tell people that are like, t-shirts are so saturated. I'm like, it's not the t-shirt. It's what's on the t-shirt. Totally. Like, totally. how do you not get that? Like, yes, the t-shirt is a commodity. Guess what? Yeah. The average American owns 27 t-shirts. What Whoa. that means, what that means is that's a statistic. Like what that means is they'll buy more. They'll right. get, like I buy t-shirts all the time. Like I just yeah, keep I have buying t-shirts. Cause I'm like, it, yeah, it's like, it's easy to buy. It's inexpensive, blah, blah, blah. Like, it doesn't matter if t-shirts are saturated. Like you make it unique by what you put on it. That is what the niche is. It's like, anyways, so I think it's the stat is a uh, 90% of Americans put on a t-shirt every single day. It's crazy. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's insane. Like there, it's just like, yeah. Anyways, we could go on, it's, we could go on forever. Pick that's a, a really good point. Like I was like, whoa, 27, you said t-shirts. And I'm like, wait a second. I probably have more than 27 t-shirts and people are going through their t-shirts all the time. Like I'm always ripping t-shirts or like, you know, getting yeah, rid throw of them out. I go buy some yeah. more. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I was just going to say, do you want to talk about the three P's of niche selection? I think we should just keep going. You guys, if you're listening to this, go back to episode <laughs> five, listen to that episode because it was really good. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. We'll we'll leave that little nugget, a little a little carrot to like listen to the the last episode. Um, do you want to take number two? All right, number two. I have a lot of mm -hmm. thoughts on this, and I wrote a few notes in there. Uh, number two is you need to create some niche specific designs. Okay, so. You, you, you need to actually, once you've chosen your niche, now you need to create a few designs. And this is inside of my program called Shirt School. This is exactly the, the way that I teach it, which is I'm glad Adrian kind of mapped it out this way because the first thing yeah. I, I encourage you to do is, is pick your niche. The second, entire second module inside Shirt School is like create your designs because yeah. you can create your designs first before you start paying for any software or anything like that. Like you can go create your designs. And so- I, I wrote down um, three different ways to do that um, with, you know, when you're creating your designs. The first one here is just using a design software like Canva or Photoshop, or there's other ones like Photop, there's mm -hmm. GIMP, there's Inkscape. Uh, there, there's so, so many, many options. And so we, could, we could go a little more in depth on that. I, I'll tell you what, I've always kind of been a Photoshop guy. Mm. I'm not like really good at Photoshop, but like, mm. but... I know enough to like be dangerous as they say, mm. <laughs> but, um, but recently like when the, within the last like six months or so, like, man, I've realized how good Canva is like Canva is oh, so yeah. easy and so quick. Better. So yeah. if you want to touch on some more software, like, yeah. So first thing I'll say is as a non techie Photoshop is like learning Art. a new language. Like I, so I, I, you vouch for Photoshop. I'm going to vouch for Canva because I I'm think, with you. I think, I'm with you. I think Canva is just like the quickest and easiest way. Like it literally, you do not have to be tech at all to use Canva Photoshop. I do use it a little bit, but man, I must've spent like 30 hours at least watching YouTube videos, showing me how tutorials on how to do the most basic things like things that you wouldn't even think could be challenging in Photoshop. If you're a non-technical person and you're using it for the first time, it can be extremely overwhelming. 
if you already know Photoshop, like, oh, by all means, use Photoshop, use Illustrator, if you know those things. But I don't think a lot of people that enter this space, I don't think a lot of them come in with that skill set. And I could be no. totally wrong, but I would say, I would guess that the minority would come in with that skill set, but the majority would come in with no design experience. And for you guys, I'm with you. Canva, you're, you're like, it's Canva. Like Canva is just it's so, so good. Easy and it keeps getting better. Like it keeps getting better. Canva's trying to almost like catch up to Photoshop. There are definitely things that you can't do in Canva that you can do in Photoshop, but almost, yeah, but like, they're so like almost everything you can, it seems like everything there's, that matters. Some of those things are so hard to do in Photoshop. It's like, right. if you go watch a YouTube tutorial of some like thing you can do in Photoshop, like hmm. you'll see these creators, these like artists that will just do unbelievable things oh, it's insane. For, the, for the average person. It's like, it's so hard to learn how to do that. Yeah. And like one thing, just one thing I'll, I'll mention like in Canva, dude, like I've recently discovered the background remover. Oh it's yeah. It's amazing. Good. It's yeah. so good in Canva. I don't know what their algorithm <laughs> and their AI, yeah, yeah. but like, it's so good. It yeah. And they're incorporating, they're incorporating like AI into Canva. Now you can do yeah. AI art. You can do AI written descriptions using their magic writer. Like Dude, Canva is so much more than design software. And we won't talk about like the whole suite of products. I feel like this is like an advertisement for Canva. This, I is, know. this is not, but like, we're like, this is just something that like so many people in this space use. And if you're not techie, if you know, if you just want the easiest design software to learn and to use, it's, it's Canva. Canva. So the next way that you can do this, you can start getting your designs done is, so let's just say you're somebody who's just like, I don't even want to learn Canva. I don't even want to, I don't want to learn Photoshop. Like I don't know anything about that stuff. I just want somebody to do it for me. Mm. You could outsource those few, those first few designs. Yeah. I personally, I'm a big fan of Fiverr. Like I think Fiverr's mm. awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and basically if you don't know what Fiverr is, F-I-V-E-R-R, -R, and you can go out to Fiverr and you can actually hire a designer to design anything for you. But specifically in this situation, in this you know scenario, we're talking about, print on demand designs, t-shirts, apparel, whatever the case may be. And, you know, you can go out here and hire a designer for like literally five bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, and you can get some really, really good stuff from Fiverr. Yeah. Have you used Fiverr? Are you a fan of Fiverr? Yeah, I'm a fan and I've used it. I use Fiverr and Upwork. Those are like my yeah. two go-to freelancer websites. I've used them both for designers um, and they're both great. Like yeah. I do think Fiverr is a little bit easier to use than Upwork. Like Upwork, you have to like create, like generally like create a job description and fill in some information and then, you know, like go through people's profiles and, and invite them. I, I like how Fiverr just keeps it really simple. There'll be like, you'll just be like, oh, like, like t-shirt designs. And like all these people will come up, be like, I'll create a design for $5. Here's my portfolio. Here's what it looks like. And it's just like, I do feel like it's more instantaneous. Yeah. Um, I like Upwork for like more long-term relationships. Like my support uh -huh. person I found in Upwork. Um, I did actually find a really good graphic designer in Upwork that I created a long-term relationship with. Um, and then my social media moderator found an Upwork. But when I'm just, especially at the beginning, when you don't have, you don't know any designers, um, you might as well just go out there. And what I did, I actually did start, like when I first started my first t-shirt business, I hired a freelancer. 
to create the designs. I did not, I didn't even know about, I don't even think I knew about Canva at the time. I forget, but this was back in like 2016. And so, um, was Canva I actually, a thing? I don't, I, probably, I don't, I, I, I don't actually know, but like, I, I remember hired, them being around when I started in like 2017, like, but I maybe yeah, I should know about it. I forget when, like, I forget when I heard about it, um, but it's so funny. I was creating, I was using freelancers to create the most basic designs. I was like, put this word on this shirt and just put it in this font. And like, I didn't, it I was just probably, you were, you were probably just putting the word Corgi on there because you love yeah. Corgi <laughs> so much that like, you're I love Corgi. Corgi. Use this font and put change the words to I love corgis. Like it was the most basic stuff that you could go into Canva and do in like five minutes now. Mm. But like it was so easy. And what I did was I actually tested a number of different freelancers. So all those people that said like, I'll create a design for you with like, you know, I'll create three different designs for you for like 10 bucks or five bucks or something like that. I, I, I think I hired like three different ones and kind of tested them out. And then whichever one I liked the most, I just went to them and started hiring them for more. Yeah. So um, it is pretty easy to do. And like, you know, if you don't want to, if you want to completely automate that, just like fulfillment is automated with print on demand. If you want to automate design creation, it is a pretty awesome way, especially once you've got into the rhythm of doing it, it gets like really quick and easy. Yeah. Some quick tips I would have, like if you do want to use a service like Fiverr and you want to hire people, number one, be really specific about what you want. Like yes. do not leave it up to them. Mm. Um, in, in most cases, like be very specific. And one thing I tell students to do, um, which I would highly recommend is find a t-shirt design that you want to model and mm. you want to take some elements from like mm -hmm. that you want to do a similar design. Now I'm not saying to like grab one from your same niche. I'm just saying like mm. find a design that you're like, man, I really like the style of this one. And take a screenshot and submit that onto Fiverr. Like when you when you go to work with somebody, like submit yeah. that screenshot and say, "Hey, I want the words to say this." Yeah, Corgis for life. Okay, right. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Corgis. But I want to do it in the style of this T-shirt design. So, can you switch this boat out for a picture of a corgi? Can you mm -hmm. do a similar font? But you know, like that kind of thing. So that's what I recommend. The like the more specific direction you can give them on Fiverr, the better results you will have, because a lot of people do come back and they're like, Oh, I didn't have a good experience on Fiverr. And it's like, yeah. did you submit the screenshot? Did you like, what did you tell him? And you were like, I just want some boat designs. And it's just like, right. don't leave it up to them. Oh, a hundred percent. I made that mistake. There were a couple of times where I'm like, Oh, this person has like a five star rating and they have a ton of like reviews. Like, I'm just going to let them do something totally original. I'm just giving them a concept. It was a disaster. I was like, oh man, I'm like never going to make this mistake again. Um, especially for the people that don't cost as much. Like, you know, when you pay more, like if you're going to pay more for a designer, if you're going to pay a couple hundred bucks for a design, you're going to get most likely a designer with a lot of experience and they'll be asking you, you a lot of really good questions. Um, and they're, they can come up with some crazy good stuff. Like that's the one that I created a long-term relationship on Upwork. I just loved her style of art. And so what I would do is I wanted to give her creative freedom because I was like, man, like, I don't want to like, I don't like, I want you yeah. to create art. I love, like, she was like a line artist. I really like line art. I'm really big on minimalism and she was a minimalist like artist. And so I actually sense. did give her a lot of creative freedom, but all these five and $10 and $25 people, like those people had a really bad experience when I tried to give them creative freedom. Um, but they will do, they're so good. If you just 
tell them what to do. Like what I would do is like you said, I would take a screenshot and then I would mock up that screenshot. So I would use a program like TechSmith Capture, but like you can use a lot of different programs where you take a screenshot of the product and then you just put like a red arrow and then a little text box that says like, change this word dog to cat. And that's a great idea. Another arrow to the font being like, keep this same font. And then another arrow being like, remove this star. And another arrow saying, add a moon right here. And like all these different things, you know what I mean? And like, it just, it was almost like dummy proof. Um, and they they would come back, like we would rarely have to do any revisions. So. Yeah. Um, the last, the last thing that I would recommend, which is something that's new that I, I've just, it's changed my whole world. I'm, I've fallen in love with it and getting your designs done is using AI to do that, uh, yeah. artificial intelligence. And I think this is like, man, it's, uh, this is my new favorite way to do designs. And I'll just say this, I've been recording, um, new content and kind of teaching the strategy for how to use AI to get your designs done. And I'm just telling you, my mind is absolutely blown. And I want to quickly, let me just quickly like run through this, the, the, how I would use AI. Very inexpensive. In most cases, it's free. I mean, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I'm, I'm starting to put out more content on this and, and just talking about it more because I think it's a really powerful tool. So I'm using MidJourney is my favorite one by far. Yeah. You go out to MidJourney, you basically type in what you want so you literally just type in like, you know, I, I did the other day. I was like, I want a, a bald eagle riding a motorcycle with an American flag in the background nice. on a white background. Right. And like, I just typed that nice. in and it just pops out like four versions of that. Mid journey is so good. Like check the show notes, the description. We'll put the link down there. Like mid journey is so good. And there's some, some things that I've been learning to put in the prompt that make it even better. So like, Things like putting like sticker art works really mm, well. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of makes this like border around the design. It makes it really easy to cut out. So um, smart. Doing like pop art. Pop art is really good in Mid Journey. But like, there's so many things you can do. I'm not even scratching the surface. But, watercolor. Yeah, watercolor. Style, saying cartoon so or like drawing and those kind of things. So yeah. what I've been doing is get. I I go and ask Mid Journey to make me a piece of art. Okay, I find the art that I want there. I can upscale it in mid journey so I can make it really big. Then I take that, that, that picture, put it into Canva. Okay. And then I use the background remover in Canva and it like, it's like perfect every time, which blows my mind. So the background remover in Canva just removes the background, cuts it out so that it's perfect for like a t-shirt or you know, any print on demand product. And then inside Canva, I just add the text that I want. Mm -hmm. uh, if I want to add text to it. And, um, and then from there, I can just download it and upload it to print on demand. One other quick thing I love about Canva, uh, and I know you probably know this this uh, this this feature it has, but when you put a piece of art in Canva, it will automatically recognize all the colors from that art, and it will create you a palette of of colors. I did not know that actually. That's it's like, super cool. It's the coolest thing. So when like you go to create the text on there, it will already have the colors from the artwork, and so you That's can make so it match cool. and look like you can make a design in like no time. I love that. And so like just using, starting with AI and, and getting the artwork done and then cutting it out with Canva and then just adding text to it. Like I'm creating artwork that is like 10 times better than anything I've ever created. Mm. And I'm just looking at it like, 
this is just such, it's just such an incredible opportunity. I'm looking at the artwork and I'm like, this is so good. And I'm having to do such minimal work to create it. So I love and it. it. And I, it's only going to keep getting better. That's the yeah. cool thing. Like this is like just the beginning, like chat GPT was only released two months ago, like end of November. I think it was like November 22nd or something. Yeah. And it's already got so much potential. And these other AI things, like a lot of them just get better with time. Um, you know, they're getting upgrades they're getting improved. And so like, you know, like we talked about this in a past episode, like Canva has like an AR feature, AI art feature now, which is not great. However, I do believe it's going to keep getting better. I really do. Um, and I think there's going to be a point where a lot of people are going to be using it for art. I really for do. Sure. But the one that you talked about, like mid mid journey, is it mid journey? Yeah. yeah. That's the one that we looked at right on a past episode. So. Yeah. And that was awesome. That was way better than Canva right now. It's unbelievable. So it shows it where it can go, right? And I think yeah. even mid-journey is just going to keep getting better with time. Yeah. And so just to recap this, the number mm -hmm. one, choose a niche. Number two, get your designs done. Do like I would mm -hmm. say, I always recommend like three to five designs minimum. Like get three totally. to five really solid designs done in mm -hmm. your niche. Use something like Canva or whatever you're comfortable with outsource them to Fiverr or maybe even use AI to start, at least start the process of creating that artwork for you and take some of the heavy lifting out of it. Mm -hmm. So that's number one and number two. Yeah. And if you do, like if you are creating them in Canva and you're creating like a lot of text-based designs, don't limit yourself to five. Three to five is like a starting point. I, I launched my brand with 50, like five zero designs, wow. which is, it's a lot. But like, if you're just doing text-based design from Canva, it's not going to take you very long to do them. And if you're enjoying it and you've got them all ready to go, get them all up there. But as a like minimum viable product, like yeah. three to five for sure. Um, all right. Number three is create a Shopify account. So I think Carrie, you and I are both Shopify evangelists. It's it's the only thing I've ever used because I just don't think there's any need to use anything else. It is a platform literally built for e-commerce and it is such an easy and quick way to build a website and get your products in front of your customers not only that their customer service is unreal they have 24 7 live chat which i have used so much like so 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 much um and uh yeah i just like i only use and recommend shopify and it's actually a requirement for my students, like in my program, like you have to be using Shopify. That's just how much I truly believe in it. Um, because you can create an online clothing brand and apparel brand with other softwares. That's totally cool. But for me, I use and recommend Shopify. That is what I teach. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? So many thoughts. <laughs> but go for it. No, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna keep moving through these through these points. Um, I'm the same. I've only ever used Shopify, but I will say, you know, on YouTube and everything, like I have tested a lot of different platforms and, you know, wanted to, wanted to discover if they're any good. Mm. And it's not to say that there's, there's like not other good platforms. I just think for the cost, the features, I mean, the, support. <laughs> the ease of use, the support, like mm -hmm. I, I echo what Adrian said, like Shopify is amazing. It is if you are a complete beginner, it is easy enough for you to have your store up in the next few days. Mm -hmm. It is also robust enough that if you have a million dollar brand, 
it can handle that. In fact, like some of the biggest brands in the world are hosted on Shopify. Um, You know, they have brands that are doing tens of millions, hundreds of millions of, of dollars per year on Shopify. So like it can handle every level and it's just, it's simple. It's fully featured. I mean, it does everything out of the box. And I think the last thing I would add is the Shopify app store is I think the biggest thing that sets it apart Mm, from other. So I've explored this on like, you know, I think Wix is one that has an app store and it's just like rinky dink. It's like, Oh, there's 20 apps in here. You know, like you, Mm. you go to Shopify and it's like, there's 350 just print on demand apps. Like right. there's thousands, tens of thousands of apps yeah. that will do anything and everything you will ever need on your store. Super powerful. So I definitely recommend Shopify as well. I think it's the best. Yeah. In terms of app integration, like, man, there's nothing comparable it, and they make it so easy. Like for anyone who hasn't used the app, uh, the Shopify app store, most of the time it's like one click installation and yeah. like, all the softwares, most, a lot of the softwares that we use and recommend and that you're going to hear a lot about have like one click installation with Shopify, but they don't necessarily have it with these other platforms. So like, if you want, like, if they're going to have, if a software is going to have integration, if a software for e-commerce is going to have integration with any platform in this space, it's going to be Shopify first. And then maybe they start doing it in other ones. Okay. As a quick side note, Get this. I recently heard that Tesla is a Shopify store. Have you heard that? What? No, I didn't Tesla know that. Tesla uses Shopify. Like I knew you like talk about big companies using Shopify. I, heard I knew Tesla. like Kylie Cosmetics. I knew like Kylie Jenner or whatever. Like yep. that's on Shopify. And I mean, that's a billion dollar brand. Right. Right. Like, it can handle yeah. a lot. And like Shopify, another thing I love about them, they're, they're so e-commerce focused and they just keep everything they do seems to be more e-commerce focused. And, but like, they are like trying to make it as easy as possible for people that maybe they start as e-commerce then want to go to like, um, you know, like in-person sales, like retail sales, brick and mortar. You can do that with Shopify now. So even for like t-shirt brands or like apparel brands, let's say that you do a pop-up shop or let's say that you take place in a Christmas market, you set up a booth, you could use your Shopify. You could use your Shopify to collect payments from people in person. And it will see with your inventory and everything like. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Number four, choose a print on demand provider and link it up to Shopify. So that fourth step, like what, you know, what this podcast is all about is print on demand. Mm -hmm. We believe that print on demand is an incredible opportunity, uh, especially for people starting their first online business or wanting to start a online business with minimal risk and not having Mm -hmm. to carry inventory. There's so many benefits to it. We've talked about a lot. Again, go back to episode number four, where we talk about the benefits of print-on-demand. We dive super deep into it. But in a nutshell, print-on-demand allows you to sell apparel and other custom uh, printed merchandise and not have to hold any inventory. So you can link up with the print-on-demand company. They will print and ship your orders for you one at a time, Mm -hmm. which means like you only pay if you make a sale. Mm -hmm. Incredible opportunity. Mm-hmm. And in this step, you know, you can go out to the Shopify app store, which we mentioned earlier, the Shopify app store is just like the Apple app store or like the <laughs> Google play store on your phone, right? You can go out there, you can search print on demand and there's over 300 print on demand providers. And you can literally add these print on demand apps into your store with like one click oh, and you can work with them for free. Mm-hmm. And so that, that would be the next step. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you said it like I have nothing to add. No further, no further. How many, no, how many so. products you mentioned on the on the episode on like in episode four? Like is it Printful has like seven? Printify products? alone has over six hundred. Printify has over six hundred products. Yeah. Huge and I think catalog print- of products. Yeah, like huge, like things you would like just never even think of, like puzzles, like travel <laughs> bags, like literally travel bags, like just crazy stuff. And and there's other print-on-demands that have stuff that even Printify doesn't have, like other print-on-demand companies. It's crazy the stuff you can print on demand, like stuff surely you did not know that you could print on a band shoes that one like when that first came out like a while ago i was like no way that's amazing yeah um but yeah there's just like everything under the sun you could pretty much print on a man and like the, like their catalogs just keep expanding mm-hmm. that's the other thing pretty soon it's gonna be like printify is gonna be like oh we got over a thousand products they might even They're have over be like print now print on demand um, a human yeah like Four it's billion crazy <laughs> You can like tattoo, you can get a tattoo print on demand. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, there's some, there's some crazy stuff out there. Um, but it's, it's super cool. And it's fun to like, look at like new, I love looking at new arrivals, like in Printful or Printify or wherever, yeah. like just see the new stuff coming out. It's really cool. It's fun. Like I literally, I literally think there's like, there's like a dude somewhere that's like, what else can we print on? What totally. Else? What else? Totally. They're looking around. They're like, what's in here? What can we print on? Yeah, exactly. Mad scientist. Totally. Um, all right, moving along. So number four was choose a print-on-demand supplier and link it to Shopify, which is super easy. Like just in a couple of clicks, it's like connected. Um, number five is place your designs on products and publish to your Shopify website. So this essentially, you take the designs that you created in somewhere like Canva, you upload them into your print-on-demand provider like Printify or Printful, whoever you use. And man, they make it so easy to publish on Shopify. It's essentially like, just follow these five steps. And there's like always a next prompt. So it's like, okay, choose your thing. It's like, oh, I want the t-shirt. I want the Bella Camus 30001. And it's like, upload your design here. Boom, you can drag your design on and then it's like press next. And then it's like, oh, like product description, your title, price it. And then when you press publish, it automatically goes to your Shopify store. Like it's done for you. Like now it's on your website. So ready um, to sell. You just make it so seamless. What's that? It's ready to sell. Like yeah, I, it's like it literally within, like within a couple of minutes, you can go from you know having nothing to having a product for sale. Like it's just on your website. The, so the, easy. Like the time to market is insane. And you think about all these opportunities where something, an event happens or someone really famous says something that goes viral and you could just get that stuff on a shirt so fast. Um, and there's a lot of money to be made when you, when like the timing is right. You know what I mean? So there's 100%. definitely like, it's such a huge benefit to get that, like, you know, quick to market. So essentially in this step, step number five, you're just going to be taking the designs that you created in step number two that you should mm-hmm. already have created. And you're going to place those on products, create the product, you know, create, add the designs on products in the print on demand app. And after you hit that publish button, publish it over to your Shopify store, like they're going to be for sale. They're going to be available and, and ready to roll. And the print on demand providers, they provide, most of them provide like a default description. 
Um, I do recommend tweaking it, making yeah. it a little mm-hmm. more original, like use your brand voice. You know, yeah. you don't need to like go crazy. It doesn't need to take that long, but like just sound like your target audience, make a couple tweaks to it, but they do give you something to work with, which I think is hugely beneficial to have that template. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say, oh, there's one other thing I was going to say about, oh, they provide mock-ups as well. And mm-hmm. like anyone who follows me on TikTok knows like I'm not a big fan of the mock-ups that are provided by print-on-demand companies. And I won't go on too much of a rant, but I just really don't understand why they're not better given that the print-on-demand companies make money when we make sales. So why would you give us like amazing quality mock-ups that like look like something someone wants to buy? I don't think they're that good. But like, if you just want to get your MVP out there, your minimal viable product, you can go ahead and use those mock-ups. We're going to talk about other alternatives to that in a sec, but they do provide mock-ups, which is like great for starting out. At least you have those. You can see what your design would look like on a model, which I think is super helpful. And to be to be fair, I do think some mock-ups are getting better. Like I think Printful's mock-ups have been getting better. Um, and so hopefully they'll just continue to improve, but it's it's just nice to have that stuff already done for you. So if you just want to get out there, you can. Absolutely. Number six. So we're going to dive into those mock-ups. Number six, you're going to need some high quality mock-ups. Okay. So you've created your print on demand products. As Adrian mentioned, like some of these print on demands, the mock-ups really stink. Now, (laughs) before I dive into like, before we talk about like the specific mock-up tools, have you seen that like like some print on demand providers are starting to integrate with these these mock-up softwares to to really and you mentioned like some of them are upgrading mm-hmm. their softwares, but what I've seen is like they're starting to be like print on demand companies that are like, oh, we're just gonna link up with PlaceIt. So where yeah. to where when you, you know, when you create the product in the print on demand app, you can get a PlaceIt mock-up right there and send it to your Shopify store. Oh, um I, I don't really have any specifics on that because I, I I get confused on which ones have done what. I mm. want to say that um, Printful or Printify, one of the two, has uses Photific. I could be wrong. It might be a different mm. company. It's uh, it's Printful. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Printful. Yeah. yeah. You, I think so, you have to pay. I think you have to pay a little bit more. It's like an upcharge. Yeah. Like it's not free. It's like a premium kind of service. Yeah. Yeah, I believe. Um, so there's three. There's three things. Three websites or resources I wrote down here, and we'll dive into those a little bit. I think. Both of our favorites, I shouldn't speak for Adrian's, probably placeit.net. Mm, I love um, that. I love it. Place it's awesome. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's so cheap and it does so much stuff really, really well. It's um, one of those where it's like so worth the cost. Like I, I totally agree with you. I can't even believe how affordable it is. Like seven bucks a month. Or what something. it can do for your brand. Yeah. Like if you changed out the default mockups from a print provider and put in place it ones in there, you could really elevate your brand just with place it. It's not actually my single favorite place to go for mockups. I know that we're going to talk about that, but I, I have been a place it like user for as long as I know, I think 2017 was when I started Me using too. place it. And when I found it, I was like, I can't believe this exists. Because I know. for anyone who doesn't know the great thing about place it, is they make your design look photorealistic on the models. Yeah. Like so many, so many mock-ups that you buy, it's just like a image 
and then you just put your design on it. And sometimes it looks a little bit eh, like, you know, you can tell that the design goes over the girl, the model's hair, or it's like the shirt's wrinkly and the design goes over the wrinkles and it looks a little less realistic, but like, like place it uses like software that actually it distorts the design slightly. So it's that it witchcraft. Super realistic. Yeah. It's, it's witchcraft. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. I don't know what they use. And I don't know why there's not like a bunch of programs trying to compete because they're like the, like the Kings of that space. They, they have a total monopoly. There are yeah, some I, like smart mockups is cool, but they're just, their, their catalog, their library of images is just much, much smaller. I've always wondered the same thing. I'm like, how, yeah. how, why, how is there not like a million other competitors? Right. I'm like, maybe they just have some proprietary algorithm that like, I, I mean, I feel like, is. I feel like they were in the AI game like years in advance. <laughs> it's, Another thing I love about them is they're always adding new mock-ups. Always. Yeah. I've literally had six figure ads that came from a place that mock-up. Like it's crazy. Like they can Same. really elevate a brand and they can be super effective in like ads. Now they have videos like, I don't know when that came, that came like a bit ago, but like now they make your design look photorealistic on like models in a video. I think they've actually had that maybe for like a year or two years or a while. But I mean, how cool is that? Especially when so many content creators or so many brands are trying to create video content. Yeah. Like that's just really helpful to have that as an additional tool. It also like Canva, it's like a whole like portfolio of products. Um, they have a logo creator, they have like newsletter, yeah. like creators, all sorts of templates and stuff. It's so cool. But um, just, just the mock-ups alone is like more than worth the cost in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we could go all day. I mean, as you mentioned, like logos, they have a, a, a designer in there where you can like yeah. actually create designs from scratch now, yep. not on the level actually. of, Can yeah. not on the level of Canva, but it, it's definitely no, like, it's not. it definitely will get you by for basic like text-based designs. Yep. Um, the templates, like t-shirt design templates, there's like thousands mm. of them. Uh, there's, there's so many things in there. So I, I, I do really yeah. love place it. I think it's, I think value, like it's just the values through the roof for, for totally. what they charge. Totally. Um, so a couple other that I just want to touch on really quickly. I personally love getting mock-ups from Etsy. Yes. Uh, you, man, you can find some great yes. mock-ups that are so cheap from Etsy. Yes. Um, you know, one of the things that I've done on Etsy is like search, like if there's a specific t-shirt you sell, like we say, we always talk about the Bella Canvas 3001. Mm -hmm. You can go on there. You can search Bella Canvas 3001 mock-up. Oh, you'll get like, like a million. Yeah. You can get like every color, every made for like yeah. three bucks or something like Right. It's insane. Right. And then what these mock-ups are now, they are basic. Like what Adrian mentioned earlier is like, you just basically lay your design over the t-shirt and like, but most of them are made, most of them are photographed in a way where it makes it look pretty real. Yeah. Um, so Etsy is really good. And the last one is, uh, that I know some of my students use, I don't personally use it, but it's called Photific. Mm -hmm. Uh, they have, they're like pretty ultra realistic. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not super familiar with them, but I know that they, they do have their, I say they're like the most premium of all these options. Like mm -hmm. you pay a little bit of a hefty price, but you're going to get really high end, like t-shirt mockups. And they're going to be the exact brand of t-shirt that you're looking for. I'm looking at their website right now. Like for instance, you know, if you, if you want to go buy like the Anvil 980 exact, all their colors, exact colors, really high quality mockups, it's 29 bucks and you get mm. like all the Anvil 980 mockups. Right. So, yeah, you know, that, that's another option. I know that it, that is really good. 
Yeah, there's a couple of things I want to say about that. First of all, totally agree about Etsy. That is my number one favorite place to get mock-ups. I think that they have the best mock-ups. Like, and and by best, I mean like highest converting. Like they're just, I don't know, like the people that are creating mock-ups in Etsy, they're just, it's like they know, they know exactly what we want, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, like I think that Etsy mock-ups just alone could really, really elevate your brand. Um, you, well, it's just like, you if have you have buy- a specific customer, I think that's the big thing is like, yeah, if you go on Etsy, you like, and you buy mock-ups, like specifically, let's just say if you have a female focused brand, mm. you can go onto Etsy and you can find the outfits that that ideal customer would wear Yes, and, and, and you can get a mock-up that kind of like, looks like what that person would like, you know, and, totally. and that's not to say you like, you can get there. It's not, everything is female focused, but I think. I would say that is one huge advantage of Etsy is like, if you do have a female focused brand, yeah, there's so much value on Etsy. Oh, so in, good. In that, in that so good. Yeah. Sure. I a hundred percent agree. So like, I want to say that another thing I want to say is that place it actually has, um, so they have their paid program, which is insanely cheap and definitely recommend getting that, but you can also get free mockups from place it. You don't even have to have a plan. So um, and it's limited, obviously, like essentially they unlock like a small sample of their mock-ups that you can use for free. So if you're just starting out and you're really trying to keep costs down, you can just use all their free mock-ups. And I'm pretty sure you can even just search by free mock-ups. Um, so I want to mention that. And then a couple other suggestions of places to get mock-ups. Um, Etsy is my favorite and place it. I recommend everyone have a place it account. I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of my place it account. Um, and then a couple other places, creative market is actually oh, a really yeah. good place to find really cool, high quality mock-ups. I have purchased mock-ups off of creative market. So I do recommend that. Um, another place they don't have as many and it's not like their main focus, but creative fabrica. Uh-huh. So a lot of people use creative fabrica for design elements. It's awesome. Like it's all like commercially, you can commercial free design elements um, and they have fonts and they have all sorts of things in creative fabrica. But like one thing they do have is mock-ups. It's just a smaller selection. But if, if you're using that tool, you can get mock-ups out of there. So I just wanted to mention those as well. I love it. And then smart mock-ups as well is smart mock-ups is like place it, but just a lot smaller. Um, I do think that they have some good stuff and they do have some free ones that you can use as well. So if, again, if you're just looking for free ones to start out, you can take a couple of free ones from plays that you can take a couple of free ones from smart mockups and even something like, um, unsplash or pexels, like they have like, uh, uh, you know, photos of models that you can use commercial free and you can throw your designs on them. So, um, that was great tips. Those are free ones those two so just want to kind of like value throw bombs adrian's <laughs> been dropping them all day today just value Dude, bombs i am i am like unfiltered man i just throw it all uh, out there i've got right, number seven back go for it number cool. seven number seven is leverage free social media to market your products so this is something that carrie and i um teach our students and we're both like very on the same page with this one there are so many ways. And this is like a question. This is probably one of the most commonly questions that commonly asked questions that I get. And you probably do too, Carrie. How do I drive traffic to my website? How do I get my products in front of people? Well, there are a number of ways to do that. Um, but for the sake of this one, I want to focus on free social media because 
like seriously, you can grow your following. You can get your products in front of people. You can make sales all from organic social media strategies. And there's so many, but like most social media is what we use to drive most of our traffic. And we, we do a mix of paid and free, but if I was just starting out, I would start with free. If I didn't have like much of a budget at all. And then what I would do is I would try to make some sales and then invest that into paid. So like it's paid is great for scaling up, but you can make, you can make a lot of sales organically, especially with products like TikTok. Their algorithm is a content-based algorithm. You do not need to have a big following. You do not need to have a lot of posts. Like you just need to put out content that resonates with people. And TikTok's algorithm is the most sophisticated in my opinion. And they're really good at putting content that people want to watch in front of them. So uh, that alone can take you viral and you can make, oh man, like you can make so much money just from a viral TikTok post. Um, but I love uh, that. You know, I love that hashtag. TikTok made me buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 super popular. A lot of a lot of people run ads um, to that. Like things TikTok made me buy in that like really <laughs> robotic voice. Um, so like, there's so many platforms out there. Obviously, Facebook and Facebook and Instagram are probably the two biggest. They've been kind of like the kings for a long time. I think TikTok is giving it a run for its money on the organic side. But Facebook and Instagram right now, I think still dominate the ads. That is changing. Like a lot of people are running TikTok ads. They're testing TikTok ads. Um, but um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Pinterest, like there's so many social media platforms that you can be getting your products out there on. And once like TikTok and Instagram Reels, like if they're good, they will be shared with more people. Um, and that's organic. So people go viral on TikTok. They go viral with reels and that's organic. So you can make a lot of sales that way and grow your following, collect a lot of emails, um, and create like, you know, a successful brand. I definitely do think though, once you find a winning design and you notice that like, oh yeah, there's something here, there are people wanting this, you should scale as quickly as possible. Because I do think that there's like an opportunity, there's like a period of opportunity before um, a bunch of copycats have come on and before anyone's really seen it, where you're going to make the most money at the beginning. Yep. And you can sure. ride out a winning design for years. Like one of my best selling designs ever is from 2017. It's still one of our best selling designs, That's but wild. like it, it did the best out of the gate for like the first maybe like three months or so. And you just can scale that to the moon. You can make so much in those first few months. So I'm all about like, just like testing, testing, testing on the organic side. Then when you see something win, it's like, all right, let's go. And it's like, it's insane. You can go from like so little to so much in just such a crazy short amount of time. And that's a power of ads. But you can, you can get, you can get a lot of sales just on the organic side. Yeah, a couple couple tips I would add. All that was really really good. So that was awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm. You're just dropping the value bombs today, Adrian. You just <laughs> you're just on fire, bro. Maybe in another episode, so I'll be on fire. But you're on fire right now. Oh, thanks, um, man. Some things I'd add would be. Um, I even lost my train of thought. You know, you're just so on fire. I can't even think. <laughs> um, I I agree with all that. Like you can definitely um, when you're starting out, like you should leverage free social media to make those first few sales yeah. before you go and invest in ads. Like you don't know anything when you just start, you right. don't know about your market so much. I mean, maybe a little bit, but like designs. 
Usually. You don't know what designs are going to hit. And guess what? Yeah. Here's the tip of the century. It's always the stinking design that you think is not going to sell that oh, will actually explode. God. Like, don't even get me started on that. But like, yes. you just got to test, right? You just got to predict it. You cannot predict it. If, if I could give you one super important tip uh, when it comes to free social media, and you know, not everybody's going to love this tip, but it is what it is. Don't be afraid to, to be proactive in finding customers, finding your audience and oh. not just rely on the algorithm to push your content out. Now yes. with TikTok, you know, I know that's maybe a little bit different and especially right now with it being the content-based algorithm, like you just need to put out a lot of content and, and, and TikTok will push out that content to eyeballs. But specifically when you're talking about like Instagram, be proactive people for the most part will not just find your content. You know, mm -hmm. I think if you're really pushing reels, you can bring in some eyeballs that way with Instagram reels, but like go out and find the pages where your customers are already following. If you're in the dog niche, you go search dogs and there's all these dog accounts, okay. right? And start looking at the people that are commenting and liking and like, go follow them, go like yeah. their posts, go comment on their posts. Like, you could go as far as to send them a direct message and just say, Hey, I love your content. You know, thanks for putting out, thanks for putting out cool stuff. Like I'm a dog lover too, whatever, you know, that's yeah. how you, like you have to be proactive on some of these uh, platforms. If you're, yeah. if you're wanting to sell on Facebook, like I think the best opportunity on Facebook today is groups through Facebook groups. groups. Yes. Yep. Agreed. You know, Facebook business pages. They've kind of been dead for like five to 10 years. You know, I know, I know there's some people that crush it with Facebook pages, but mm -hmm. they've kind of nerfed the Facebook pages where you just don't, there's just not much reach you can get out of those. It's so hard to get organic reach. Yeah. On, and on so, Facebook. so groups, groups are a really great opportunity. If you can find groups that are around your interest or your niche and you know connect with the admins, maybe do a paid post in there, maybe do, you know, some stuff like that. Um, Here's an idea. Create the group yourself. Yeah. Or create, yeah. Or option. create the, create the group yourself. Yeah. A great option. If you're on Instagram, you have to be proactive. You have to like yeah. follow for follow. You have to direct message. You have to be figure out how to build relationships. Yeah. Um, and then on TikTok, this is the content game, right? Like putting out content. Yeah. So free social media absolutely works and mm -hmm. you should absolutely start with that. And one thing I would add, which isn't technically organic, it's not technically free, but I think it kind of falls in that same category is influencer marketing. I oh, think yeah. that's, I think that's one of the best ways when you're starting out. Totally. Is if you can connect with some influencers, whether no matter what platform that's on, um, if you can connect with some influencers that are somewhat small, but have a really, a really passionate following, mm -hmm. uh, let's say it's 5,000, 10,000, maybe 20,000 followers. Like mm -hmm. you can sometimes pay them with free merchandise. You don't even have to pay oh, yeah. them money. You can sometimes pay them $25 for a shout out. I mean, very inexpensively. And depending on how passionate their audience is, like it can be incredibly profitable. Totally. Um, but I would definitely consider influencer marketing along with just free social media when you're just starting out. Yeah. I've worked with a number of influencers. I've never, I don't think I've ever paid a single influencer to post. I've wow. only given them free stuff. Yeah. That's and awesome. like there was one that had, I want to say like, 30,000 followers. She had videos going viral with like over a million views on IG reels. And she was like kind enough, you know, we created a relationship. Like 
like I like to, I always like to like create the relationship first before the ask, because I don't know about you, but like, I always get these really generic DMS where it's like, hi, we saw your bro. We love your profile. What well, we think you would be great to model our jewelry. And it's like so generic. And you're just like, dude, who, who goes for this? But like, if you actually show that you're a real human and you create a relationship with them. So one strategy that we do for influencer marketing that's been really effective for us is we'll start following the person before we ask them and we'll start liking their stuff on a regular basis. We'll start engaging, commenting and stuff like that. And then maybe like a week, maybe a month, maybe even a couple months later, you know, we're warming up these relationships. Maybe a couple months later, we'll reach out. We'll be like, Hey, we love your like content. We love your vibe. We think you really vibe with our brand. And we send them like this really personal, like, warm and fuzzy, like high vibing, uh, DM. And so many people are really open. Like, especially if you've created the relationship with them, they're really open to like, they want to help you out. It's like a win-win, you know what I mean? Um, so I definitely agree about that. The other thing I wanted to add is IG and Facebook shops is something that just like, yes. isn't talked about enough right now, but it's big time on the rise. Um, it's right now it's free. Uh, they are going to be charging, I think, in June, but they keep pushing back the date. They were supposed to be charging back in like yeah. last December or something, and they keep pushing back the date to try to get more adoption. But essentially, it's a product that's going to be, uh, you're going to get charged for it in the future, but you're not getting charged for it now. And what we notice is we get a lot of algorithmic favor when we tag our products on Instagram. That's where like Instagram's our main like bread and butter platform that we focus on for my brand. And we always try to tag our products. And we notice that anytime we tag a product, even if it's not on a product post, if it's on like an inspirational quote, and then we tag a product that's kind of like related to that, then that'll get way more engagement than if we didn't tag the product. So, so interesting. Like they're favoring, they, they want adoption. Like they want to incentivize business owners to get on this because they're going to be making money from it. It's going to become an advertising revenue stream for them in the future. But right now, a lot of brands aren't on it yet. So you get that, like, you know, early, that first movers advantage, it's a lot less competitive. Um, and it's free. So why not use it? But uh, that's another thing that we're big on right now. We've run a lot of tests and we're finding that it's actually quite an effective channel. That's um, awesome. So highly recommend. 100%. Yeah. Number eight, the final step, uh, <laughs> use email and or SMS marketing to make repeat sales. Man, yeah. we could put that on the episode list. Like we got to do a, a whole episode, episode on, on email, on email marketing, but you know, if you don't know the power of email marketing specifically, now SMS is also a very powerful tool. It can be quite a bit more expensive. Um, so, you know, there's some drawbacks and it's a little more intrusive, right? Like mm. text messaging, but it can be very powerful. So I, I'm a believer in text messaging, but email marketing is like tried and true. It's inexpensive. The return on investment is so high. And, you know, I just think like, as you're doing your free social media marketing, as you're starting to make your first sales, you always need to have at least be collecting emails and building yes. up emails, you know, on your website and however yeah. you can do giveaways and there's different ways of doing it and, you know, building your email list because that's going to, your email list is going to be the most valuable asset that you have in your business. Like yeah. bar none, you know, I just, there's so many times when, you know, ad costs have gone up 
and you know maybe I'm not making the sales that I once was making or you know the return on investment is not as high and because I have that email list to fall back on oh man it, like what would I do without my email list you know and, and you can always bring in sales from that email list and and mm -hmm. it's just so inexpensive when you look at a platform like Clavio or OmniSend or Mailchimp you know you can start free and mm -hmm. when you look at how many contacts I mean it you know, you might have 10,000 contacts. It might cost you a hundred bucks a month or something. Like it's so inexpensive for how much results that it can yeah. bring to your business. And yeah. so, um, whether you're running ads or not, like you should hundred percent be doing email marketing, potentially SMS as well. Yeah, I completely agree. I think one of the first things you should be doing when you start your brand is trying to collect emails because the fortune is in the follow-up. It's mm -hmm. said that like it takes seven times and like, you know, this probably varies in, in different ways, but in general, it's said that it takes seven times for someone to see something before they buy it. A lot of people don't buy a shirt or a design. Think about yourself. Like when you see things, a lot of times when you want something, you're like, oh, I really want that. And then like you see it maybe a couple of times or you see it over a period of a couple of months, you're like, okay, I'm just going to go buy it. But like, I'm not like a huge impulse buyer. And a lot of times, like, even when I see things I like, I'll have to see them like a couple of times before I buy yeah. them. And that's where email is so, so powerful. One thing I always say to, to my students is like, if you're going to run ads, like, like, don't even think about running ads if you're not collecting emails. That is like one of the biggest, like, that is one of the like, gold, the golden eggs of, of running ads is you get to collect all these emails that you can remarket to. And a lot of these people, even if they liked your product and they had the intention to buy it, when we live in a world with so many distractions and so much information and so much disruptions all the time, it's so easy to see something and then somehow get distracted and totally forget about it. Forget that you ever saw it. And then, and then when you see it again, you're like, oh yeah, that's the shirt I wanted. Something like that. A lot of people want your product. Like it's your job to keep showing it to them until they buy it. Selling is yeah. service. Like if someone wants your product, it's on you to make sure that it's there for them to see. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm huge on the email marketing. And, and what I will say is obviously email marketing, like the way I kind of separate these in buckets is like social media we use for like customer acquisition and email marketing SMS we use for customer retention. So what I mean by that That's is- a good point. Social media is so good for collecting emails and getting customers and making sales. Email is so good for remarketing, getting people that like, you know, they liked your product, but they didn't buy it, showing it to them more until they do buy it, but also to make additional sales. And, you know, it, like it's so powerful. Like if you can keep getting them to make sales or if you can keep getting them to purchase through your emails, your what's called customer lifetime value will increase and they just continue to be more profitable for you. It's very hard. Like if you're just running ads and you're only ever making one sale from every customer, it could be a bit of a struggle because you are paying a customer acquisition cost every time you get that customer. That is a one-time cost. So let's say your customer acquisition cost is $15. You, pay, you spend $15 on an ad and you make a sale. You pay, that means you spent $15 to acquire that customer. Now you have to take that $15 out of your profit margins for that first sale. But if you can get that customer to come back again and again and again, no matter how many times they come for you, you paid that one-time customer acquisition cost and it's already paid. Every additional sale is more profitable than the first. 
And that's where email marketing gets so powerful and why it's so important if you want to create like a successful, sustainable brand that you can be collecting emails and then remarketing to these people. And if you're really niche down and you're creating products just for this niche, people are going to look forward to seeing your emails because they're passionate about that niche. And you're going to be learning over time what they like, and you're going to continue to optimize your designs. So there's so many ways that um, emails, email marketing can just become so powerful for your business and SMR, SMS marketing as well. I'm not undershooting that. Um, but I am really, really big. If you were to start on any, I would say start on email. Um, ideally 100%. you would do both. Um, <laughs> well, I just I wanted to mention too, that, you know, you mentioned like getting the sales over and over from, you know, the repeat customers, but like, that's not to forget that when you're running ads and let's say you get a thousand impressions on that ad and you get these are random numbers, but let's say you get 200 clicks over to sure. your website. Right. And you get one sale. Well, mm -hmm. you, chances are you might get 50 or a hundred additional emails on your mm -hmm. email list from people that don't buy. That doesn't mean they won't buy later. Right. Like totally. if you don't have an email pop-up or a way to collect emails in place, like you're missing, you're literally just letting people vanish into thin air and you're, they're never going to come back. <laughs> like they're just, they're yeah. not coming back. Right. But if you can get the email, then you can remarket to them later to the people that don't buy right off the bat. Right. Because again, yeah, like you said, some, there's going to be a small portion of people that buy on emotion. That's going to be the impulse buyers. Right. right? But then later on down the, on the, down the line, those people that you collected the emails, but didn't buy right away, uh, they will come back and buy as you sell to them more and provide more content and more value and all the things. So, you know, don't neglect totally. email. Right. And it's not even just like, you know, a like it's not even just impulse buys. Like a lot of people, they are like mid purchase and then they get disrupted from something. Maybe they're standing in a line waiting for a coffee and then they're up. And so they close out your window when they were just about to purchase something. Maybe they get a phone call while they were purchasing something and then totally forget. There's so many ways that someone, someone like has the intention to buy your product. And then for some reason they just don't. And that's where email marketing can be so powerful. Yeah. So. I love it. I think that's, so that kind of wraps it up eight steps to start a profitable print-on-demand business in 2023. Should we like, should we just repeat just the steps just because like we spoke yeah, so much in between them? Okay, here we go. Step number one, choose a niche. Step number two, decide on a design software or outsource design creation and start creating niche specific designs. Step three, create a Shopify account. Step four, choose a print-on-demand supplier and link it to Shopify. Step five, Place your designs on products and publish to your Shopify website. Step six, create high quality mockups. Step seven, leverage free social media to market your products. Step eight, use email and S and or SMS marketing to make repeat sales. Boom. That sums it up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and got value, please leave us an honest review on whatever platform you are listening from. Thanks again. We'll see you in the next one.